This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Everybody just has to stop complaining. Stop complaining. I'm sorry things didn't go your way. I'm so sorry, Florida State. Just shut up. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We're coming in hot today, Joseph. First of all, Considering the fact that this show, since its inception, has been about 86% complaining, I don't know if we're the right people to tell everyone to stop complaining. I'm very comfortable doing it. (laughs) I'm very comfortable telling how other people, how they should be living their lives, and myself choosing how I do it on my own, whether or not those two things are in conflict, not my problem. Hey, you, put down the alcohol. It's not good for you, as I open up my second bottle of red wine. Yeah, exactly. As I look at somebody else and they have a a plate of cheese fries and I look at them and I say, really, really, that's what you're doing? Yeah. (laughs) Honest to God, enough. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80 on your smart speaker. 888-SAY-ESPN is... The Carlin versus Joe Nation dial-in number to get in on the Dr. Pepper hotline. We want you to do just that. And I assume we'll hear from some Florida State folks today. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Joe, they got it right. For the most part, they got a ride. Personally, I think Georgia is one of the best four teams in the country. But I understand where the rationale was from the committee. Florida State, let it go. You did not get hosed. You were not one of the best four teams in the country. And if you think that it's such a travesty that you got left out, All you have to do is look at the numbers. Look at the fact that your team offensively was nowhere near the same without Jordan Travis. I can break that down into individual numbers if you'd like. Against Power 5 opponents, with Jordan Travis, you were averaging 35 points per game. Last two games, you scored a total of 40. A total of 40. Joe They're not the fourth best team in the country, and that's what this is about. It's not about who deserves to be there. So full disclosure, uh, before the season started, I had Texas 3-1 to to make the playoffs. I also, a few weeks ago, played Florida State plus 250 to miss the playoffs. This is not a patting on the back because I can give you a bunch of— Oh, this was quite a little Sunday for you is what it was. I I can give you a—yeah, it was a nice day. I'm not going to lie. It was a—and that's the point here because I've also lost a ton of bets, and we can discuss that as well as we do every day in pizza money. The reason I'm laying that out is that I had every reason to root against Florida State getting in. I had every reason to root for Texas to get in. I had every reason to celebrate what happened yesterday, and I'm at a point where I've done a complete about-face on my position regarding leaving Florida State out. I think this is awful. I think it's absolutely awful. I think we've lost our way. We, we, you... There was the only reason to leave them out was nothing within their control. Like we we just took a team from a conference that not only won the conference. I, I don't really care about the whole power five win your conference thing. I, I don't it's 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 criteria. Yes, it's not going to be the be all end all for me. But they also didn't do what Michigan did, which is always avoid out of conference c- conflict. Like, they had LSU on the schedule to open the season in a monster game. LSU turned out to be pretty good. They have Florida at the end of the schedule. 
No patsy there. I understand Florida's down, but that's still a power five opponent. And you went into their house and won. They won every single game. They won their conference. They did everything we asked them to do, and we kept them out because of an injury. And in the process, we prevented ourselves from the possibility, however small, of one of the all-time great underdog stories, right? That's what sports, part of what makes sports so beautiful. The 1980 Miracle on Ice, Buster Douglas, the 2008 New York Giants taking down the Patriots, Villanova over Georgetown. We can go on and on about the all-time upsets. These moments in sports live on in history forever as all-time moments. And yes, you're right. Florida State has currently constructed not one of the four best teams in the country, but I think they should have been given the opportunity to get blown out. They should have been given that opportunity. Oh, Shouldn't have been taken away from them. That, that, that's what I want to see, is I want that opportunity to see a team get blown out. Joe, did you sit through every moment of Florida State-Louisville like I did the other night? I had on money on Louisville. And yeah. yeah, I sat through all of it. It yep. was brutal. You want to watch that in the playoffs? Because that's the give high end of what it would have been. That's the high end of what it would have been. I, I just I want to give them the opportunity, though. They earned the opportunity to get blown out. And you know what? If it's not a great viewing experience, is that going to be anything different than every Thursday night football game we've ever watched? Is that going to be any different than every single Jets game we have watched different. this year? This is the equivalent of the championship games and earning your way there, okay? If you're going to try to to make that equivalency, then this is about the playoffs. You want to talk about they beat Florida. Florida is the 68th-ranked defense in the country. I'm supposed to get excited about them beating a seven-loss team. I know that game was a dogfight. Good for you. You won it with your backup quarterback. The other day, you won it with your third-string quarterback against a team that is a top-15 team. It's a good win, but at the same time, it was 16-6. to I'm watching Alabama the other night beat Georgia. I can absolutely make the case that Alabama and Georgia deserve to be there over Florida State, not just Alabama. You know, when it boils down to it, we're going to talk about strength of schedule. Alabama's sitting at number five. Florida State, 55. That is a huge difference. That is a massive difference. I'm supposed to get bent out of shape that we're going to get uh, that Florida State has gone and and finished undefeated but so very clearly is not anywhere near the same team that they were a few weeks ago no no what this is supposed to be about joe is getting the four best teams to play for a championship it's not about giving one team a coast to a championship or at least to the championship game which is what it would have been doing if you put florida state in there you and i talked about this last week you reached out to odds makers on what was it four different teams four different uh, four teams. different teams taking on florida state correct and were they were they or were they not all double digit favorites against florida state all of them, all projected. It was um, it was Oregon, it was Michigan, it was Georgia, and it was Alabama. Ten or more in all of them. And and excuse, how how big of a favorite is Georgia over Florida State in their matchup? That I have not seen yet. I know that there's a lot that's going to be worked on. It's what fourteen. Got? 14? I got fourteen this morning. Okay, fourteen. So my point is simply this: you guys can scream and yell all you want. The people who know know. Uh, we can talk about earning fair. As, as I've heard Canty say, fair is where you go to judge, judge pigs and pies. I'm sorry. It's that a great things, line. Well, it's true. And, and, and I'm sorry that it's unfair. Life is unfair. 
And I hear dopes like Danny Cannell sitting there, we should boycott the bowl game because things didn't go right. Yeah, that's sending the right message. Come on. Jeez. I'm not here to make the case for fair. I'm not here to make the case for who the four best were. I'm simply saying this is just wrong. It's just wrong to have them do everything and then for humans to get involved and say, because of an injury, you're out. Like, we have robbed ourselves of an opportunity for an all-time great upset. Would it happen? Mm, Unlikely. But we have robbed ourselves of that opportunity. We took something away from them, and they didn't do anything wrong. There is no loss on their resume. Strength of schedule. Go beat Georgia and show us you deserved it. Oh, get out of here with that. Go beat Georgia in a bowl game no one cares about. Georgia doesn't care about the game. Florida State doesn't care about the game. That game carries no significance at all for anybody involved, and you know it. That's not a prove it. It's process over results. That result has nothing to do with this process. You took these kids, and you jobbed them. You jobbed them because you decided that as a committee, they lost their quarterback and they just weren't going to be competitive enough. They can't control the fact that Clemson wasn't very good this year. They can't control the fact that all these teams they beat up on didn't turn out to be all that great. That LSU win, that's the Heisman Trophy winner they beat right there. But of course, that happened with a different quarterback, so we've got to punish these kids as a result. It just sucks, man. It sucks because they didn't have anything on their resume that was worthy of keeping them out. Not one thing. It was what keeps them out is the fact that eh, you're just not as good without the starting quarterback. Yeah, that's going to happen to everybody, but they still won every game in front of them. I want to hear from Boo Corrigan, who, of course, was the college football playoff committee chair. And not just why Bama over at Florida State, but also factoring in who wants to play who? Who would coaches rather play in this instance and their voice in this room? I found this very interesting. I think it's one of the questions that we do ask is from a coaching standpoint, you know, who do you want to play? Who do you not want to play? And as we go through that, again, looking at where we are today, right, not where we were three weeks ago or, you know, eight weeks ago. Who do they want to play? Who do they not want to play? And they've they've got a significant voice in the room. And as we went through that and we went around and around uh, late last night, came back again this morning to do it again. And, you know, again, we came back with, um, you know, the top four as we did in Florida State at five. Translation, everybody would much rather play Florida State than play Alabama. And play Georgia right. We all, everyone knows that these are not these these like earth shattering revelations that we have right now. That people would rather play Florida State. Of course, it doesn't justify it. It doesn't justify it. You took a team that won every single game on the schedule. They did what we all asked for. Go out of conference and schedule somebody. LSU and Florida. What are they supposed to do? Florida's down this year. They can't make Florida good. They took everybody out. And meanwhile, here comes Alabama with a loss to Texas. Here comes Texas, who, by the way, congratulations beating up on crap Oklahoma State. Like the idea that everyone is now so overwhelmed with Texas. Did anyone watch the TCU game? Did anyone watch the Oklahoma game? How many people are actually watching some of these games? Texas isn't nearly the juggernaut everyone thinks they are coming off the Oklahoma State win. That was, I mean, the fact that we all of a sudden just moved them right to the front of the line. People people missed a lot. What about the Kansas State game? There were a lot of games Texas played this year that were highly questionable against teams that weren't very good. And yet all of a sudden we look at them like there's some great juggernaut. A good team, don't get me wrong, but... The Florida State thing, man, we robbed ourselves of an opportunity for a great story. That's what we did at the cost of what? Thinking, thinking we're going to get two competitive games. No guarantee on that.
888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Florida State, all right, some of you think they got jobbed, and then some of you think rationally. But apparently they're not the only team that has a complaint. It's next. Carlin versus Joe just getting the ball rolling on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Unbeaten Florida State and two-time national champ Georgia are fifth and sixth. Committee got it right. You had to put Alabama in. You could not leave an SEC team out. I'm sorry. If Jordan Travis was the starting quarterback for Florida State, maybe they get in. They probably do get in. They beat Georgia on a neutral site, and Georgia was the team, and Alabama just beat them. You cannot take Alabama out of this. They have to be in. Listen. I don't even think it's maybe they would have gotten in. I don't think there's any question that Florida State would have gotten in if Jordan Travis was healthy. That's where I'd be screaming and yelling, Joe. Like, uh, that's where you can justify leaving out uh, a team that is uh, like like Alabama or Georgia if you had Florida State finish undefeated and they were at their top strength. That's That's what makes it so wrong. That's what makes it so wrong. Now, all of a sudden, the judgment is, well, because the guy got hurt, you know, we, we can't let you in. Well, they, they haven't lost. They haven't done anything wrong. Well, it Who's to say the to backup can't step in and win some games? It didn't look pretty against NC State, but it was damn sure effective. Yeah. For all the people that want to scream about Cardale Jones, and, you know, maybe we could have a story like that with 2014. He was their third-string quarterback. Here's what you're forgetting. Ohio State was absolutely stacked at the position back then. And, in fact... They won their conference championship 59 to nothing, not 16 to 6. So there was a bit of a difference there. But let's hear from Jim Harbaugh on uh, who got in here and who didn't and what makes sense. You hear a lot of the uh, controversy about who should have been in, who shouldn't have been in it. Uh, 
it's going to be fortunate that the next year it'll be it'll be an expanded playoff um, and a true champion. Uh, you know, it's just going to be better. So, uh, and, and as you as you make those talks, I just hope you also uh, remember it's the players and uh, don't forget to give them a share in the revenue. Listen, I, I get what he's saying there, but there is thanks, Jim. Yeah. Way to slide in your agenda. Uh, There is also, by the way, Joe, a little hint of uh, it'll be better next year. Jim, not thrilled about Florida State not getting in. How could you be? How could you be? That was the chef's kiss on the entire weekend. If you were going to job Florida State, you make sure you job Michigan right alongside. (laughs) There was no way... Harbaugh and the Wolverines were going to get away with cheating and a cakewalk into the final. There was no way that was happening. I know that there's no one on the committee that probably spoke that out loud, but in the back of everyone's minds, that's part of the equation here. Very small part, but you know what? Jim, everything you guys did this year, here you go, number one seed. Here's Alabama for you. And and do, if we have that audio, I would love to hear it because if you didn't see this, there yeah, were we cameras do. in the Michigan room when the announcement came down, and it was audible groans. They did not want Alabama. It is very clear where their head was at. I can't get enough money down on the tide right now. Uh, okay, so let, I love it. Let me, let me set this down, uh, set this up real quick. So this is Adam Rittenberg from ESPN who posted this video. Now, it's a video from the room where Michigan was watching the announcement in Indianapolis. And it is the announcement of the fourth team. And in the background, you can hear Reese Davis announce the fourth team as Alabama and then listen to the reaction. Here it is. They realize real quickly they need to start clapping because the start of that was everything you needed to hear about where Michigan's head was at going into that day. I love if you're Alabama, you're playing that on repeat. If you're Saban, you're playing that on repeat. This is what they think of you. This is what they're worried about. Unbelievable. I can't believe a hardball coach team wasn't ready for that reaction. Oh, that was amazing. They that should have been amazing. standing, shirts off, banging the table, send the message to everybody. We don't care who we get. We're Michigan. We're taking them down. And instead, it was a whole bunch of, oh. It should have been chanting, we want Bama beforehand. Oh, exactly. exactly. They should have been shirts off going wild, sending the message to everybody that they don't care who it is. They're going to take them out. And instead, it was that. And you know they're thinking about it. Everyone's thinking about what happened in that room after that because that's public now. It's public that when you found out, you had Alabama. You weren't thrilled at all. 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. The Dr. Pepper call in line. Your reactions right now on Florida State. We're starting with Leonard in Fort Myers, Florida. Leonard, what do you got, buddy boy? Yeah, Joe, I'm going to disagree with you, and I hope you don't go apoplectic like the sports radio host did last week when I disagreed with him and he wet wet the bed. So I'm going to disagree with you, okay? You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Florida State should have not made the playoffs no way, and I'm a huge Seminoles fan. Really? 
With that paper mache schedule they had, Joe, are you seriously? You're going to come on the air after flip-flopping and then say that? I mean, seriously, that's weak. I want to make sure he has enough room here because uh-huh. he gave me the pregnant pause earlier, so I don't want to jump in. Am I jumping in no, here? No, I mean, I'm just I, – I respect your opinion, but not on this issue. I uh, Well, first off, we appreciate the call. As always, thank you for weighing in. Um, I, I get it. It's not that I don't understand any of this. Everyone who's going to lay out the case, I get the case. I made the case last week. I'm the guy that called the bookmakers to get the odds to show everyone that Florida State didn't belong. I, it, it, no one needs to make the case for me. What I'm saying is we lost an opportunity here. This decision was handed down, and we lost an opportunity to potentially see a great upset. That's it. We lost that opportunity. We made a judgment call on a kid who got hurt. And this schedule crap, everyone can miss me with that. They can't control whether or not Dabo is going to have his team ready to play this year. They can't control whether or not Cristobal is going to flop again at Miami. They can't control the fact that Billy Napier couldn't get the Gators up and running. They schedule these things well in advance. They put LSU on the schedule. That's a big win to open the season. What was Michigan doing to open the season? Playing UNLV or Hawaii? Like, they opened with LSU and they won that game, and then they beat everyone else in front of them. Like, what more do you want? Like, that's the thing. They're not being punished for anything other than the fact that a kid got hurt. That's what sucks here. All right, let's squeeze in another one. Josh in New Orleans next on ESPN Radio. Josh, what do you think? Thanks for taking my call. Joe, you're pretty emotional on this. You referenced, you know, all these big upsets. That All those big upsets were in other sports, not college football. Don't reference Appalachian State. That was 15 years ago. Also, if you were, Joe, if you were on a show and your producer said, hey, you do all of this, you work hard, and we're going to give you the Super Bowl call, and then right before the Super Bowl started, your voice gave out, would your producers look at you and say, well, he did all the right things, he deserves it, maybe he can throw a Hail Mary and give us a voice. No, you're putting out a product, so your producers would say, nope, we're going to ask you because we have other things to put out as a product. That's why... Don't be emotional. And also, Joe, if Bam and FSU played and you had to put your life on the game, you're going to pick FSU? Thank you, brother. No. Again, like, you're, you, the art, first of all, the argument about losing the voice, that, that not only did that happen to me pretty much over the weekend, and I still did the, the radio and TV hits, so please, Joe Fornball can't be stopped by anything, okay? <laughs> That's number one. But number two, like, if I can't actively talk, you have to take me off the broadcast. Florida State can still play football. They can still play. It's not as if the team no longer exists. Exists, they can still play football. All right. This this idea that, yeah, no, I wouldn't bet on Florida State. I'm not making that case. The case I'm making is that the committee jobbed the team and it sucks. Everyone keeps telling me, yeah, they wouldn't have played well. Okay, fine. I'm not saying they would have. I'm saying we punished a team for nothing. They didn't do anything wrong. There was nothing on the resume. You could have left Texas out. Texas wasn't that great. The fact that they're three and everyone's going to point to the Alabama win, that was months ago. That was a completely different scenario. And yet we're still going to give them credit for that. But Florida State's not going to get credit for the work they put in with their starting quarterback. Well, I mean, by by your rationale there, though, that, you know, it's the same thing. The the LSU game was months ago. Same thing. Right. you know. They were all months ago, but because of what happened recently to Florida State, they're punished. But, like, this isn't a different Alabama team than what Texas beat three months ago? Come on. Different team completely. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I was just going to say that caller's response was absolutely perfect. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Car- 
the callers have been good. Those are two solid calls so far. Absolutely. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. We do have some NFL to get to, but we are going to get more of your calls in throughout the course of the show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on this topic. And you are coming at it hot and heavy, and we love it. In the NFL, though, it is, you know, decided on the field. That's good news for one very dangerous Super Bowl contender. That is after Joe has this from our friends at Farm Fresh. Get real and keep it real. Unlike the committee, this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Figured I had to get that in there in one way, shape, or form. <laughs> Did you know buying real Christmas trees, it helps save American Christmas trees farming industry? Very, very important. That's number one. Number two, for every 10 Christmas trees that are planted, we're saving an acre of land. That's also huge, along with the fact that we're saving American farmers' jobs, which is something we should always be considering. Plus, buying real Christmas trees, it helps keep that real holiday that mojo, those memories, keeps them alive while also helping the environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at getrealkeepitreal.com. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Once again, the final score. Oh, it pains me to say it. San Francisco 42, the Eagles 19. They got after us good today. Again, a lot of credit to them. They're, they're a really good football team. We didn't play our best game, and they're really good. You can't play that way against the and, and coach that way against a, a really good team. We didn't play to the standard, and, and today we lost. It's, it's a great team we played. But we have to uh, go back and reflect on it, learn from it, watch the film, and, and grow. Some idiot was sitting here the other day saying, you know, they thought the Eagles were going to win this game, even though that the circumstances were clearly setting up for it to go a completely different direction. I don't know what you were thinking with that call. That's on you. Yeah. Is that what happened there? Or was that the old Fortinball can't lose game? I think it might have been the Fortinball. It may have been the Fortinball game. Hey, but we go, we win as a team, we lose as a team. You you can make that comment all you want. I will not be, I'm not, I'm not going to slam you for that. We're not going to win them all. It's okay. Oh, I'm going to bail on you like we're on the Titanic. <laughs> I, I you will be, be Billy Zane on the Titanic. Yeah. Please, no, I have a child. There's no women and children first. No, there's Carla <laughs> first. That's it. I'm getting in that boat and I am, you will be in the rear view mirror so fast. I'll be off in the horizon. 
Verizon, Love you will be able to see me. <laughs> and you'll be playing the violin on that thing as it's going down. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Uh, Joe, they, the Eagles just got whooped. That's, that's simply all there was to it yesterday. They got their tails kicked. I did think at one point... Uh, after that whole circumstance on the sideline with Big Dom, who apparently uh, everybody in the country knows this guy personally, and I have never seen him before, but he's a security guy for for uh, the Eagles on the sideline. After that, you know, they come down, they score. I thought, oh, maybe this is the spark that's going to get him going. But credit to San Francisco because they came right back down the field. They stuck it right to him, and they left no doubt yesterday about who was the better team in that game. Yeah, we had broken this one down last week, and we talked about the situational edge that San Francisco had. A lot of yep. people throughout the course of the week were wondering, how are the, how are the Niners a favorite, right? Like, how is it that a 10-1 and team at home is an underdog? Well, there's two key reasons. Number one, money. Money was bet on the San Francisco 49ers. That's the main reason. And number two, why was the money bet on the 49ers? In part, not to take anything away from them because they are an excellent football team, but there was a great situational edge. Ten days of rest against a team that was in the middle of an extremely difficult run. A Monday night game at Arrowhead followed by an overtime game against the Buffalo Bills. Like, you're going to have an edge there, and they were able to exploit that. But to exploit it to that extent speaks to the brilliance of the 49ers. I want to run through something here for you. Game started. Eagles go right down the field. Flame out in the red zone. Kick a field goal. Niners go three and out. Eagles go down the field. Kick another field goal at 6-0. 6-0. It looked like Philadelphia in that situation was, you know, not really cashing in, but they looked like they were in control of the game. Following that, here was what San Francisco did on offense. 11 plays, 85 yards, touchdown. 10 plays, 90 yards, touchdown. 7 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. 5 plays, 77 yards, touchdown. 12 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. 2 plays, 45 yards, touchdown. That's a butt kicking right there. Yeah. A butt kicking of the highest order. I don't care if they had 10 days to get ready and you were in a tough spot on the schedule. You got whooped on your home turf and there's nothing you even thought about doing about it. Here is Nick Sirianni on that very notion. So that's a really good football team, and you don't come out and play your, your best game against the, the guys that they have and the coaches that they have. It, it's going to look like that. And so we got to coach better, we got to play better, and we got a lot to, to clean up. Joe, here's a stat to show just how good the Niners are against the rest of the league. San Francisco is outscoring opponents. Uh, with a win- winning record going into the game by an average of 22 points per game. They're beating teams with winning records coming into their matchups by 22 points a game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Holy crap. When they're healthy, I don't think you can stop them. And what I mean by that is since McCaffrey was traded to the Niners, they have played 21 games with a healthy offense. You know, it's got to be, to that point, it has got to be absolutely killing Carolina that he has been, at, not that it would change their uh, approach or anything, but he has been as healthy as he has been. He has not missed a game since he got there. I don't even think Carolina is aware that he used to play for them. I don't even <laughs> think they have. They they have no idea that Christian McCaffrey used to be on their roster. They're, they're so lost. You're right. They they're are so right. lost. They, they Wait, yeah. that guy played for us? No, yeah. there's no way that could have happened. We, we couldn't have had a, a talent of that nature. No. <laughs> DJ Moore going for 200-plus against the, the commanders on Thursday night? No. Um, 
21 games since McCaffrey showed up where they had a healthy offense, meaning Purdy, McCaffrey, Trent Williams, right? 21. Yep. You know what their record is in those 21 games? I'm going to take a stab and I'll say 18 and 3. 21 and 0. Wow. They haven't lost a single game with a healthy offense, during which time their point differential in those 21 games, plus 363. Plus 363. Winning by an average of 17 points this, per game. Joe, is this it? I mean, it, like, healthy? This is it? We, we're we just going to see this team roll through right now? This is... Uh, roll through? No, we're not going to go that far. We're not going to go that far. But there's a reason why, when you and I have debated throughout the course of the season as to who the best team in the NFC is... Um, and this isn't to knock. I know you've been on the Eagles. There's a great yeah. case to be made. This isn't over yet, but this is why. This is the one reason why I didn't take Philly. This is why I took the Niners. I, I have been a Shanahan fan forever. I was there when he arrived in San Francisco. I sat through the Jim Tom Sula season. I sat through the Chip Kelly season. This guy is remarkable. How he is 15-1 to 1 to win coach of the year behind guys like Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryans, who have done very good jobs. He's got the last pick in the draft as his quarterback, a position that has befuddled so many teams in the NFL. And he has turned this kid into a star. This offense is a juggernaut. This team is the Super Bowl favorite. And we're not talking about Kyle Shanahan as coach of the year. What, what more do you need to see? Like, what is, what is it he needs to do for people to say, you know what? Maybe Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL right now. The one thing I mean, I'll say here, though, Joe, if for the people that are now going to count on this, and I asked a question, but I don't believe it. There will be plenty of people off of that game that will automatically assume, well, if they're healthy, that's it. It's over. Don't count out the Eagles at your own peril. No, 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 no. Complete do agreement that. with that. Don't do that. Well, that, I'll throw, can I throw one thing at you, though? There's got to be concern over that Philly defense. Oh, no doubt. That, that, that defense, and it's not just yesterday, that defense was overrated John, last I mean, we, year, finally we, faced a real offense in the Super Bowl and got touched up in the second half, and you saw it again yesterday. That is not the elite unit that some people think it no, is. No, 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 no. Frankly, when they won the Super Bowl, they weren't an elite unit. They've given up a ton of yards. It's been their ability to outscore opponents in those situations. You could say there's concern. I think that this is... They knew what they were going in, and this is just a, as you said, a tail kicking from pillar to post. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. If you're going to scream and yell about officiating, you know, go scratch. That's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Snap to Mahomes, steps up, scrambling left, still looking, fires it into the end zone, broken up, incomplete, and there is is your dagger. The game is over. The Packers have defeated the Chiefs. Hey, we're just building momentum, finding ways to win, and we keep getting better each and each week. We need to get this win. We talk about going 1-0 each week, and we did that. Our mindset was just go up there, put as many points as we can, help the defense out as best we can, and then obviously they got the huge stop at the end. 
Jordan Love's turned the corner here. He's playing exceptionally well. He still makes the play or two that will make you scratch your head taking the sack, but I would argue even taking that sack late, Joe, is a better play than throwing it away and stopping the clock. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. What I can't take, though, is the... Listen, the officiating was bad on the last drive, okay? Mahomes getting knocked out of bounds or hit late out of bounds, supposedly, when he wasn't out. That was absurd, but I was expecting that flag to go in the air because it's Patrick Mahomes, and it looked that way, right? And then the non-pass interference call, well, it happens all the time. So I, I, I'm not going to get that wound up on it when each team got a bad call in the same sequence. So, you know, it happens. I, I, I can't get outraged if I'm the Chiefs about what happened. It feels like uh, we, we were trying to make a lot more of the officiating after that game than it was. Like, there are yeah. times where the officiating is the story. I don't know why. I'm watching the broadcast, and afterwards they keep focusing on the, the Hail Mary attempt into the end zone at the end of the game. And, I, and I'm asking, myself, like, why are we putting so much emphasis on these replays where there was contact with Travis Kelsey? First of because all, it's the Chiefs, it's Mahomes, yeah, it's Kelsey. That's why. It's like there's almost always contact. And then in those situations, it's a mauling. It's always a mauling. And it's understood that there's not going to be a flag. I have no idea why the broadcast continued to just drive home these. Re- I had never seen reviews on a play like that so extensively. But I mean, it's the Chiefs. Like you're saying, that's the storyline. Storyline should be Jordan Rogers or Jordan Love, excuse me me storyline should be the fact that this is what happens when you give a team and a player some patience or this is what could happen right we want to give Bryce Young the hook immediately we're firing coaches left and right we 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 have lost our sense of patience look at Green Bay Green Bay afforded themselves an opportunity to basically have an experimental year no one expected anything from them they went from Favre to Rodgers they made the transition this year there was no pressure if they were terrible this year, it was kind of expected. The odds makers put them as the worst team in the NFL or the worst team in their division. They had one of the, the best odds to finish with the worst record. And because they've given it patience and time and they've worked their process, they got a quarterback who looks like he could be the guy. I mean, the last five games since that Minnesota game where they look terrible, Love has 11 touchdowns and two interceptions. They've beaten the Rams, the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs. They lost to the Steelers by four. Like, they're a competitive football team right now. He yeah. looks pretty good, and he doesn't. He has the youngest wide-receiving unit around him, I believe, in NFL history. Well, I believe the youngest I heard team. that. Yeah, I mean, they're overall the youngest team in football. Yeah, I mean, they're playing great. They're, they're going to wedge in a playoff spot here. I, I it, it's you, you can't speak volumes. You can't speak enough about the, the growth, the progress, the coaching. I was very critical of this team a few weeks back, but they have turned a corner, and this is what patience can get you sometimes. You give people a chance to do their jobs, and they turn out to be competent people. Look at this. You actually get positive results. Who would have thought? Hey, David Tepper, pay attention. Give the guys a chance to do their job. Sometimes it works out. Amazing. Here is love, by the way, uh, on the opportunity that this was for him on Sunday Night Football. You know, for me personally, it's just obviously I've had this game, you know, circled for a long time. It's my first start. Um, obviously didn't play how I wanted to the first game. So being able to see these guys again and, and get the victory is huge. You know, it's it just a great team win tonight. Everybody just balled out. So it was an awesome win. So last night made it three straight games without an interception. He's got four straight games with multiple touchdown passes, and I don't think it's a finished product by any stretch, but that looked to me like a franchise quarterback last night. 
I mean, looked like somebody who who really got it and understood what he was doing. Yeah, he's playing clean football. That's the most important thing. Clean, competent football. All right? They're the people that watch Mahomes play at his best and think that's what everyone's looking for. Yeah, of course everyone wants the best to ever do it. Like, yeah, uh, I would love that. I'd love to have Peyton Manning. But the thing is, you're not going to find those guys. Those guys are generational talents. What you need is competent quality, consistent play at the position. It doesn't need to be the best in the business, but if you're going to have a fighting chance, you need a guy who can play quarterback. Love has shown you the last few weeks he can play quarterback. Watch New England. They can't play quarterback. Watch the Jets. They can't play quarterback. Panthers right now can't play quarterback. Falcons haven't been able to play quarterback all season long. There are plenty of teams around this league that cannot figure this position out. And then there's the Packers with a kid who's playing clean, competent football. I mean, let's not discount. He goes into Detroit's house and beats him on Thanksgiving. Detroit's supposed to be an actual contender. He beat that defense up, and then for an encore, he came back and he beat Mahomes. I don't care if the Chiefs are down a little bit this year. Those are huge wins. And then mixed in between, he takes out Sean McVay's Rams. He beats the Chargers, which, all right, a lot of teams have done that. And then against Pittsburgh on the road, he loses a really tight game. That's a hell of a run right there late in the season. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, be a little worried about the Chiefs. Yeah. You can be worried about the Chiefs right now very justifiably. So, first of all, run the damn ball. I mean, you are you are killing them. You are killing them with the run. Run the ball. They didn't do that nearly enough. But it's Andy Reid. We understand what you're going to do. I know you have Patrick Mahomes, but he wasn't. he was good. He was Patrick Mahomes, but... When you have something that is working, I will never understand that. Do it until they can't stop, until they stop you. That's it. Just do it until they stop you. And then there's Mahomes uh, on the interference call or non-interference call at the end of the game. It is what it is, man. I mean, they obviously the guy was probably a little early, but at the end of the game, they're letting guys play. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of about that. I really you let the guys play and let the guys win it on the field. Um, but. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard job, man. So uh, it's not. When we're in that situation, I can't be wanting a flag. I have to try to go out there and win the game myself and with the rest of my teammates. I, I feel like that's what's going on right now, though, is that Mahomes is going out there and trying to win the game by himself. And where it has looked like that times before, there has been enough talent to help him. He needs a little more help right now. Yeah, this isn't their year. That's And that's okay yeah. to say. It's not some big, bold take. Most people have watched them. They're not the team we've seen in previous years. They're still very good. Yeah. We're just used to seeing a team that's so incredible that to see this standard of it, it seems bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. They lost a tight game to the Eagles. They went to Lambeau. You know, they were in that game to the end. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to make some noise. But the thing is, Mahomes doesn't have enough around him right now. And the defense is good, but it's probably not an elite unit to where that's going to be able to carry them when they can't get points. So, you know, maybe they make the NFC AFC championship game and they end up losing. Who knows what happens? But I don't see them winning the Super Bowl this year. Do you? I, I don't. I don't. Like, I I think if they lined up with the Niners right now, I think the Niners would maul them. I, I think they might. I mean, the, the, Chiefs well, yeah, defense, I mean, the Chiefs defense is better, but last night it didn't look great. That's the thing. Sense. Like, they can get the stops, but they just don't have the ability – of Mahomes to bail them out very quickly. We In the past, we've seen them get into some holes. Mahomes can put 14 on you like that. 
Like right. he can lead two quick drives and flip an entire game. They're not that team this year. So they have a smaller margin for error. And as a result, when those errors end up being committed, he's not there to clean up the mess like he has been in the past because he just doesn't have the same arsenal around him. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Most people have saved their outrage today for what went on in college football over the weekend. Florida State's getting hosed. Oh, my dear God. It is the travesty of all time. The man will set us straight. And moments on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.